with a little bit of chat. I think record the chat. I would like it if you didn't know whether we were recording the chat or not, but I do know, sort of like a cruel overlord that's in, in some way, in some small way, in control of you. Tell me about tell me about half term then. Half term. Well, today. What have you done today? Today, the kids did a Mary Poppins dance extravaganza. Right, brilliant. And organised or organised? No, we left them there for three hours. And uh, went and uh, had where some... did you leave them? Where was where did this take place? Uh, this happened in the uh, the church rooms in Shirley. Right, and is that close to here? It's, yeah, it's about five minutes up the road. And uh, Callum came on stage for his big number, holding his penis. <laughs> he very clearly needed to go to the toilet. And sure enough, he held his penis for the entire time <laughs> he was on stage. Uh, he'd hold his penis with one hand and, and wave with the other. <laughs> then sometimes swap back to the other one. What uh, was the um, what was the point of it? Was it they they, they learnt some some song and dance numbers from from Mary Poppins? The standard was very poor. Was it <laughs> very 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 poor indeed? I um, mean, they had three hours. <laughs> what they produced at that time was shockingly bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Do you think, think? Do you think they could have done better if you just said to them, "We're going to play you some music." Try and do the dance to this music. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think if if you just turned up without any rehearsal and said, "Here's some music from Mary Poppins, do whatever you like," <laughs> then you would have got better results from that. <laughs> I think, I think I and all the other parents and grandparents who are there were completely appalled <laughs> and wondered why on earth we'd wasted our money. Can I ask how much it cost? It cost seventy five pounds per child. <laughs> Yeah, whatever, whatever it cost, it was too much. It was too much, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, we did not get If it was free, it was still too much. Yeah. Um, my uh, my eldest did a similar thing on Monday. He went to Buster Groove Workshop Lovely. Um, at Tweezledown Primary School. Um, and he wouldn't allow me to see any of the work that he'd done. Right. Um, but he did tell me that he'd met a boy called LJ, right. um, who was his new friend, and LJ was particularly special because he licked my son's ears. So what sort of workshop was this? And kissed him. It was called Buster Groove. Right. Um, and I'm just hoping that was the only thing that got bust on that day. Um, although, technically, they did bust them from the primary school to the dance hall, so two things at least got bust. Um, the groove and yeah. the kids. So they were busting the groove? They bust, they bust, they bust, bust the groove. The groove. Yeah. They bust the groove in. Did a bus of groove arrive? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Open the doors and some melodies. But we didn't get to see a performance at the end of it, which was disappointing because we did pay for it and it wasn't cheap. It wasn't cheap. I I mean, you say that, but if from today's experience, if you had seen a performance at the end of it, you may have been sorely disappointed. I would have been cross, wouldn't I? At least now it lives in potential in your mind as something wonderful. Yes. Rather than the actual reality of what I saw today. Which I can't emphasise enough. Which was all your dreams smashed. It was really, really bad. <laughs> and literally, the, the curtains opened and there was nine or so kids on stage. None of them were mine. So I wasn't filming. I was just standing there looking at them. And they just stood there and looked at us 
for at least 20 seconds, <laughs> Nigel just stood still and looked at us. <laughs> I don't know if that was one of the numbers or not. It, oh, dearie me. <laughs> it was a bad start. It really was. Did they actually do any dancing at all? I mean, define dancing. Oh, I don't know. What is dancing at that age? What is dancing, Tom? I, I, um, I'm serious, what is dancing? It's moving your body to the beat. Is it? Yeah. Rhythmically. Rhythmically moving your body. Um, something that I've always had innately in me, as you can attest to. That's true. Um, even for a man um, who most would say is physically unwell and unfit, I can still move my body to a beat. You still, you still have a, th- a thin man's groove within you. Exactly. I think I've got the skeleton of a thin dancing man inside you my do. body, um, and he can sometimes he can move the the heft of it around successfully. Yeah. I do get very sweaty if I go to a wedding. Um, I love a dance. I won't lie to you. Will I love a dance? But I will get sweaty, especially fully ensconced in a three piece wool suit. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes, as you famously did at uh, our friend Graham's wedding, you got into the groove so much that you slipped over and face planted directly into the floor, didn't you? Yes, I deviated, deviated my own septum. You broke your nose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, was... but not my pint glass, which I think... No, you, you kept every single drop of beer in your pint glass, but the same cannot be said for keeping all of the blood in your nose because most of it exited... <laughs> All over your face, and, and myself shirt. and our friend Adrian <laughs> laughed and laughed. <laughs> and even when it was clear that you'd hurt yourself quite badly, we continued to laugh, but it's still funny to this day. You did just laugh at me. You didn't offer me any yeah. sort of aid. Yeah, um, shortly after that, I, I was um, I was sent elsewhere because I had to go and find our friend Marcus, didn't I? And uh, discovered him in the ladies' toilets asleep. Yeah. Um... Well that's Marcus. fairly standard stuff for a wedding, though, isn't it? That's so that's mild. That's pretty. That's pretty mild. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's all all great days. Can't go back, Will. You can try, but you won't be welcome. No, absolutely. So you got me in the mid sip of my uh, alcohol-free beer. Then. Yeah, I'm enjoying. Um, just so everyone knows, I'm enjoying an Earl Grey tea. We are recording, by the way. I I kind of figured you kept well, looking the... at the screen. <laughs> um. I'm enjoying an Earl Grey tea. Yeah. Will, what are you enjoying? I'm enjoying a Heineken Blue Label 0.0 alcohol-free beer. 0.0? Yeah, it's not actually 0.0, though, because all of these things, they're they're always like 0.05 or something, but I think I can handle that. I can handle the 0.5 of a 1%. So how would you rate it in comparison to a normal Heineken, which is, what, 5%, 5.5%? It doesn't get you drunk nearly so quick. <laughs> It's hard work yeah. getting drunk on those. I don't. Yeah, I don't really know why. Because I, I, I like the feel of a cold beer in my hand. I like the fizz, but uh, increasingly at my age, um, I just can't. I can't cope with the hangovers <laughs> or, the, or the gut that it creates. Actually, this this brings me on to a, a bit of out and about that I was going to uh, talk about this week. Should we Should we get into it then? Let's get into the out and about. I think. Um, do we, Do you Do you not want to start the pod as we've always done? And you've said at the very first pod would always start, so people had a familiar start to the pod, or you just want to career into it? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, like a teenager at a prom. Let's do it. Okay. Grab your hat. Swing your cat. All your bat. It's time to chat. It's shuttle pod. This is Shuttle Pod. 
every, Welcome. Every week, listeners, <laughs> Tom counts me in on a 3-2 one. And it's the single funniest thing he does every week. <laughs> that doesn't set a very high bar. But <laughs> Sorry, I don't mm-hmm. mean to start off the It's pod, a bit rude. Start off the pod by being mean. You're a very funny man. I love I you. I can cut it out later in the edit. Okay. <laughs> So what I was going to, as we were starting to talk about booze, what I was going to tell you is that this week, my wife, who's 36, got ID'd buying a bottle of Prosecco. Really? And she was absolutely flipping delighted. (laughs) (laughs) It was, she actually said it was the happiest day of her life. (laughs) Can I ask what establishment um, decided that she looked young enough to be, I mean, I've met your wife, Will, and I personally will go on record and say she does look a lot younger than her actual age. She does, and a lot younger than me. A lot younger than you, yes. Um, so what was the question? So where were you? Where was she? Where were we? We were, we were uh, going up the M3, as, as we so often do at the weekend, off to visit some friends, and uh, we'd stop at, stopped at the, uh, the Winchester services. Right. <laughs> get some flowers and a bottle of Prosecco. Standard. Standard weekend procedure. and uh, Can you buy booze at a services? Oh, you can, yeah. Because uh, they've got an M&S food. Uh, at, uh, at Winchester, of course. Uh, so, yes, it was the, it was the lady at the, uh, at the M&S food who was actually younger than my wife. <laughs> uh, but looked older because, you know, a bit like working down a coal mine. Once you worked at M&S food for a few years, it starts to show on your face. Time has ravaged her. Just the stresses, you know. Do you know... Um, you may be making light of it, but I actually once um, held a job at a famous supermarket. I can't say which one for legal no, reasons, no. the orange one. Um, and I was given a job in the bakery. Right. Um, and you won't believe it, but that was one of the hardest manual labour jobs that I've ever undertaken. I won't believe it. No, I think, I think anything where you're on your feet all day is, is, is hard work. And so it wasn't being on my feet that was the problem. Did you it do was handstands? It was the crusty bread. Right. It's very sharp. And when you're dealing with crusty bread all day, your yeah. hands get cut by the crusty bread. Yeah, I, I mean, can you imagine plunging your hand into a shelf of crusty bread yeah. on a regular basis? Yeah. Those little jaggy bits on the top, yeah. my hands would come out, they'd be covered in minuscule cuts. And I now realise saying that, that also all of my customers' bread would have been covered in, in blood. In blood. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds a bit like that, that bit in um, uh, Flash Gordon. Where uh, they have to put their hand into a tree stump, and there's a there's a creature that lives in there. Yes, is it a bit like that? It was a no. Right. <laughs> well, nice uh, try. There's James Bond there. <laughs> uh, which James Bond is it that's in Flash Gordon? I don't know. I've never seen Flash Gordon. You never seen Flash Gordon? No. Let's stop the podcast right now and watch it. I haven't got the DVD, so we're gonna have to go and find the DVD. <laughs> but let's go and get the DVD from somewhere and watch it. It's thingy, you know, he was only in two. He was George Lazenby. In, no, he was only in two. Oh, I can't believe I've forgotten his name. David Niven. It was also in Hot Fuzz. Timothy Dalton. Thank you very much. The Timothy Welsh Bond. Bond. The Welsh Bond, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton's in it as a kind of Robin Hood figure. And at one point he makes Flash do this trial of, of bravery where you have to reach into a, into a sort of haunted tree stump. <laughs> and there's a, there's a kind of weird creature that lives in there that looks like a scorpion. Right. And if it stings you, you die. Right. And what happens? Spoiler alert, don't tell me. Someone gets stung and dies, but right. I don't think it's him. And I think the guy from Blue Peter might be in it as well. Peter Purvis? It might actually be Peter Purvis. No, it can't <laughs> be. It's, there's definitely one of his henchmen is the guy from Blue Peter, and I've got a feeling he's the one who gets stung and dies. Tim Vincent? 
Maybe it is Tim Vincent. Yeah. <laughs> it's John uh, Leslie. John Leslie is international. Disgraced John Leslie. Um, what, was, what I was going to ask you anyway was, uh, you know, the wife got ID'd. Was when was the last time you got ID'd? Oh, that's a great question. Um, it would have been. It would have been. Pre, it would have been pre my eighteenth birthday. I think. Mad. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think I've been ID'd. Uh, pro- probably at Waitrose. It's normally the idea comes when you've got a, we've got a new starter on the checkout, a, bit nervous. a young one. Yeah. They've just started. They've been told they're towing the company line. Now you turn up with a bag full of glue, Panadol razor, Extra, razor blades. <laughs> they think, oh god! And illegal Chinese powdered baby milk, and yeah. they go, "I've got to. I'm sorry." They always yeah. apologise. I'm sorry. I've got to ID you. Um, and I say that's absolutely fine because I carry my driving license on me at all times. Will quite right. Yeah. When's the last time you were ID? I've been ID since, since I was fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I've been ID since I was fifteen. I I am now thirty eight and I look thirty eight. But when I was fifteen, I also looked thirty eight. You had the body of a fifteen year old, but you had the head. Of a thirty-eight-year-old, it was. It was a very. I was a very confusing-looking person. You were. It's. It is unsurprising that I. I didn't get as many romantic assignations as, <laughs> as I wanted <laughs> in my teenage years, because people kept thinking I was someone's dad. You. <laughs> Not helped by the way that you dressed yourself um, at any social engagement. Yeah, just cord, cordon tweeds. Yeah, yeah. corduroy trousers, beige. Or dark olive. I just I liked to dress formal, white tie and tails quite a lot. Yeah, um, cravats. Do you remember thing. when we were younger? We um, our first some of our first forays into um, social going out, social yeah. going out as we now call it. Yeah, um, right. yeah. were the under eighteen balls that were organised in our local towns. I do remember these, and um, I've been given a lot of stick. There's a friend of mine uh, whose whose wife heard about these and always laughs because she thinks they're really posh and the, and the reason she thinks they're really posh is because you were supposed to wear a black tie correct but no one actually had black tie you just had a bow tie that you borrowed off your dad <laughs> and your white school shirt and the moment you got in there you took off your bow tie and sort of wandered around in whatever t-shirt you had underneath <laughs> did you because i kept mine on did you i had a proper dress shirt but it was one of those um late uh, 90s dress shirts that had it was it white on the front, yeah, but on the back... It was it funky was, down the back. It was an animal print, yeah. so it was like a jungle scene. Did, um, the, did the chicks dig that? Not really. No. <laughs> not really. I do, oh, they were quite They were quite intense evenings, though, weren't they? It was a, it was a horrible meat market. It was. Uh, Would you let your own daughter go to one of those things good, nowadays? Good Lord, no. If you knew what you, what you do know, yeah. i.e. What I know. What you know... No, uh, I, no, no. My my daughter, when she is a teenager, is going to be living in a nunnery in the Pyrenees. <laughs> um, so she'll stay until she is my exact age right now. <laughs> when she's thirty eight, she can come out and forge a sensible marriage <laughs> with it. a polite yeah. accountant. Um, um, I had a bit more out about for you. Uh, hit you, me with it. If you're up for it. Um, and it was just really uh, to keep you up to date with a pile of sick outside the car park by co-op. Go on. Uh, it is. It's still there. It's been there now for two weeks, and and actually, people now remark on it as they pass because it's extraordinary that a pile of sick. Because normally, you know, after a Friday or Saturday night, 
you will you will pass a few piles of sick on the pavement, <laughs> won't you? Just in in furtive little corners, a pile yes. of sick. Yeah. And normally what happens is you know there'll be a heavy rain, and then uh, and then that's the end of that. It all gets it all gets washed away. This one, this one's we've had rain. We've had quite a lot of rain, uh, and yet it's it's still there. And I just I wonder. I think the, the, my only conclusion is that whoever threw it up had only been eating plastic. <laughs> Solid 24 hours of plastic, and that's what they threw it. Because it's still there. Okay, so I've got it's some questions there. for you, because yeah. this has now piqued my interest. Yeah, I thought it would. What colour is it, or was it? Uh, multicoloured. Every colour under the rainbow. Okay, so you can't define a colour. It'd be very difficult. It's not like one of those ones where you're like, that person definitely had a curry. Okay. Or something like that. Chunky or smooth? Uh, chunky. Chunky, yeah. right. Any identifiable chunks in there? I mean, I, I haven't got very close to it. No. <laughs> so I, I haven't had a poke. But you have passed it enough times now that you might have caught a glimpse of a carrot, maybe, or a spaghetti hoop. I just think he's been eating maybe polystyrene cubes. <laughs> Something like that. And it, it, it makes up part of the uh, of the, the Shirley Obstacle course down here. I mean, I popped out to the shops just before we started recording this uh this evening, and the and the the big three of urban living are out there on the pavement. That is broken glass, dog turds, and piles of stuff. <laughs> and you 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 have to do a kind of dance round it, a sort of uh, obstacle course. It's a bit like it's a bit like going on the Krypton Factor. Yeah, it's the it's That's the urban a, assault course, isn't it? Yeah, there's a there's a, a time honoured reference. Yes. So many of our listeners will remember fondly the Krypton Factor. <laughs> Which was better, the Krypton Factor or the Crystal Maze? The Krypton Factor was much, to me, was much more exciting because the obstacle course was a proper obstacle course it with was. aerial slides, yes. high nets to climb over, That's true. Um, water ditches to swing over. I remember that the yeah the, the rope slide that came down over the water. If you didn't get it right, if you dragged your legs too much, you could actually pull your trousers off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was always a a furtive hope as I was watching it as a child that someone would be detrousered by some muddy water. <clears throat> the Krypton Factor had a very um, futuristic sort of look and the graphics to it. It was like yeah. lasers. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was tremendously exciting. And the thing that I liked about the Krypton Factor is that the assault course was a purely physical endeavour. Yeah. Whereas in the when the Crystal Maze. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Firstly, um, that was more mental. Well, no, well, no, hang on. I think you're being unfair to the Crystal Maze here because it had four. It had four different kinds. Of, you had a mental, you had a physical, you had a skill, and you had a. I don't know what the other one was, but I'm sure there's a puzzle. Four. Yeah, like that's a mental. Brain, though. A, a brain one. A brain one. <laughs> I don't know. There are two. I'm sure there are four. Different <laughs> Is types the brain of one not a puzzle? They were all puzzles of sorts because there wasn't enough open space to do anything properly physical. You like you didn't have to no. swim a length of a underwater no, or we'll play a game of cricket. Exactly. <laughs> that would be quite something A one day international What's <laughs> <laughs> the your crystal? Have a game of test rugby. Yeah, we haven't really thought this through because the next <laughs> the next challenge takes five days. <laughs> Although it was on channel four. Yeah, it's enormous and expensive to put together. <laughs> it should really have thought about this more carefully before he produced it um yeah so um and also of course um i i was never a big fan of ed tudor pole um in the he didn't do it for long though did he it was um old uh richard o'brien richard o'brien started it off and he was i could just about manage him because 
But Ed Tudor Pole pushed me over the edge. He was in a pop group, wasn't he? Yeah. And it was called something like the Tudor Poles. It was, yeah. I can't remember what it was called now. Text, text us or tweet us if you know the 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 band that Ed Tudor Pole was in. Yeah, I'm um, fairly certain it involved the word pole. I'm, I am pretty sure you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Urban Assault Course, um, you navigate it on a daily basis. Yeah. Ever fall and foul of it? You do have to keep your wits about you, mm. as we said. Because I mean, my 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 wife is very house proud, and if you if you come back here with a mixture of dog turd, broken glass, and sick on the on the bottom of your shoes, ooh, that's that's a big no. Um, it's interesting you say your wife is very house proud because I'm in your house. You are. Don't make a judgment on it. When my wife listens, that if she if she hears <laughs> you slagging off the house, <laughs> then I won't be allowed back in. You really won't be. Um. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of something um, not appropriate for radio. Okay, <laughs> lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Um, anything else that you've done on out, out and about? Out and about? No, no, that's pretty much it. I've, uh... well, we've not been away from each other for long, have we? No. What have I been up to? I, I lead a mostly monotonous existence. Yeah, well, so do I. I run a furniture shop, so... Drinking my booze-free beer and... <laughs> Waiting for the next shuffle. Thinking, <laughs> thinking of better times. Yeah. Um, I have had a run-in recently with the tax man. Have you? Oh man! Oh, I've only man. recently realised that um, I have, have to, to pay, pay tax, to yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. Um, which I haven't been doing for many, many years, and it's finally caught up with me, and I'm in tremendous trouble. Mm. Um, so that's all uh, getting rather nasty. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, various letters, phone calls, regular phone calls. Um, and there's really nothing that can be done about it. Other, we're trying to raise the money, of course, that's the main thing. Yeah. Um, so I f- found a fantastic way of raising money. What's that? Selling things. Oh, right. Not from my own shop, no. but just things that you find around the house yeah. that you think, I don't need that anymore. Um, and my house is literally stuffed with things that I don't need anymore. What, what have you flogged? A lot of my wife's things. Right. Because <laughs> I realised I never needed those. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't ask her if she needed them, yeah. so um, she's got a she's got what I like to call a slimline wardrobe now. Yeah, a lot fewer shoes than she had. Exactly. How many shoes can you? I mean, two. That's that's how many you need. She it? can't ride a bike anymore because it hasn't got all its wheels. Right. Um, she's got three of them, but not all four. Um, and a lot of the kids' clothes. Yeah, and, and I find that you've got a captive audience with school uniform. Because you know who's going to need it, yeah. and you know where to find them. Yeah, just pop down there at the end of a school day. Just try and flog them something. Just try and flog them something. Yeah, I'll take anything. Uh, money, <laughs> coupons, um, compliments. Sometimes goodwill. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes it's nice to have a compliment, isn't it? When's the last time you had a compliment? Someone once said that I have perfect eyebrows. Really? Yeah. I don't think I do anymore. I think they've got a bit bushy since then. Was that someone that was trying to get something from you? I'm not sure it was. I think it was just someone who was overwhelmed by the perfection of my eyebrows. Or a passerby in the street? Or a st- that, would have, that would be the ultimate compliment. If a passerby yeah. in the street or someone just like in a shop just came up to you and said, look, you don't know me, but I just have to say, <laughs> your eyebrows are perfection. What would have been more exquisite if the person that had done that was an incredibly beautiful lady Yeah. or... Sir Alan Sugar. 
was going to do an Alan Sugar impression of it. <laughs> go on then. Give it a go. Right, bloody, your bloody eyebrows are bloody perfection. <laughs> That's bloody marvellous. It's quite good. It's all right, isn't it? Was it was sort of edging onto Michael Caine, but um, it's <laughs> not bad. Don't throw those bloody eyebrows at me. <laughs> um, that brings us nicely on to our first feature of mm. this pod. Yeah, lovely. Um, I love a feature. You do. Um, it's a new and regular feature of the pod, um, and it's called Accent Attack. Accent Attack. Is Can you gonna... do a jingle for that? Do you, do you want me to? Make a jingle for Accent Attack. Right now. Now. Dunga, dunga, bunga, bunga, Accent Attack. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing at your own jokes. <laughs> well, oh, that's had a bit of trap wind. I'm right. suffering terribly from trap wind at the moment. Oh, I see. Middle age. It really is. Yeah. It's really come on in the last couple of oh, years. Yeah. Acid reflux as well. I can't. You can't eat after a certain time. Yeah, I, I remember to... my parents saying this. My parents <laughs> saying, "Oh no, I can't eat after a certain time." I was thinking, and I used to think, what "Are you talking what about nonsense?" Course, does your mouth stop working? Of course, you can eat after a certain time, and then you first wake up in the middle of the night, and you can't work out when you feel all kind of fidgety and you can't go back to sleep. And yeah, you, and then and then you feel the need to burp, and then you suddenly think, "Oh my god." It's repeating on me. Yeah. I was My nearly sick. It's repeating on me, yeah. Um, a little bit sick in your mouth. It's sort, of, <laughs> it's sort of crept up the gullet. Yeah. Um, While you're sleeping. So, yeah, so can't eat late, can't eat too much anymore. No. And certain foods will exacerbate it. Spicy it's foods, oh, no. plain foods, just all of the foods. Yeah. Carbs, proteins, <laughs> anything with vitamins in. Peas. It's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. That's why I only eat Jaffa cakes. Yeah, it's the, one, a... it's the one safe food I've found. <laughs> have eight Jaffa cakes at yeah. half past five, yeah. and that will see you through to the breakfast. A tube of Jaffa cakes. <laughs> I find you can actually che- you can see them off like a pint. <laughs> Your one go, um, gone them down. This is a true story, listeners. Um, both Will and I know someone that held the Guinness Book of World Records record, if that's how you say it, for I'm downing sure not, yeah. a pint of beer. In the fastest time. I think it was a pint of water, but yes. It I was a pint anyway. It was a pint of liquid. It was a pint of liquid. I think you're allowed to do it with whatever liquid you like. Not Jaffa cakes. <laughs> um, Jaffa cakes is a different and he's um, he's a close friend of ours, even to this day. Um, I can't remember what the time was. It was something like two and a half seconds, wasn't it? It was ridiculous. He used to um, tell us stories. He would be working in a bar and people would come and challenge him and they would try and down a, a short in a race against him downing a pint, and he would still beat them. Yeah, it was, it was extraordinary to see. Someone who just open their gullet, just swallow it like a whale. But he he also employed another technique, which he um, told us about, which he'd sort of create... I don't know how he does it, but he'd sort of suck it into his stomach using muscles. Yeah, I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> I think he'd just drink it quickly. No, because it was it was so fast that it, there must have been... There must have been like, gravity wasn't quick enough, if you see what I mean. <laughs> I think we're reaching the boundaries of our scientific knowledge here. Yeah, you may I mean, you might be right. If you're a doctor and you can you can lend some credence to this, then please well, give us a call. Imagine this. If you were to squeeze... Listeners, you can do this at home whilst you're listening. Squeeze your stomach muscles in as if you were tensing your stomach mm. and therefore compressing the stomach sac... And then as you drink the pint, you open your gullet and you extend the stomach out, creating a vacuum between your stomach and the liquid at the top, and it sucks it down. 
Okay. Shall we try it next next week on air? Okay, sure. Let's try that. Anyway, that was a nice little interlude. Um, back to the feature. You're right. I'm just a bit windy. A bit windy. Do you want a Rennie? <laughs> You see, previously I'd laugh at Rennies, but now Rennie, Rennie's... I actually, actually quite want one. Yeah, they're part of my life. Right, accent attack. So the way this works, we sort of, we don't know, it's the first time we've done it, is I've got here an accent that I would like Tom to try. Right. And I've got a sentence that I would like him to say in that accent. Okay. And I think Tom has prepared the same for me. Correct. Right, good. Who wants to go first? I, I also want to point out that it's not racist. <laughs> I think I think get that in first. I don't think. Oh, hey, you haven't chosen the same one as me, have you? I don't know. It doesn't matter if you have. No, that would be that would be a coincidence, wouldn't it? But um... but it's not. I I well, a I think we stick to regional accents from from uh, uh, the British Isles and and Ireland. I haven't and, done that. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right, fine. We're not doing that. We're, we're, we're doing just doing that. We're just doing accents. We're just trying accents. We're just doing accents. That, I hope it's not offensive. But welcome to accent attack. Accent attack. Accent attack. We hope it's not offensive. <laughs> if it is offensive, we're sorry. Uh, can you? Can we trademark accent attack? I don't think we'll need to, but sure. <laughs> this feature's already dead. Right. So, um, do you want to go first? I go first. You're better. I would say you're better at accents than I am. So I mean, this is the feature that will tell us exactly. Um, so your accent this week yes, will yes. is South African. Splendid. Okay. Okay. Yes. So I started off not too bad. Okay. Um, right. So I've have you, re- a, have you got a region of South Africa, Tom? Ford? No, um, but I would say um, Cape. Right. <laughs> it's, I can't actually do. It. I just. I know you can't. South Africa. I can't. Um, no, you can't. <laughs> there we go. Right. So I've written it in pencil in my um, book of ideas, my right. dr- my dream journal. Right. Can you read them from my book? Uh, let's see. So I've written three sentences. Do the th- three. Do the first one first. Okay. So in order to get into my South African accent, I have to say white bread, black bra, white bread, black bra, and also polytechnic robot. <laughs> okay. Right. Here we go. Don't get me started on those Chelsea bands. Okay. That's, that's sentence number one. Do you want me to do it again? Or yeah, do it again. Slower. Don't get me started on those Chelsea bands. Oh, I'm not sure Chelsea went... Chelsea, Chelsea bands went a bit south. Try try uh, sentence number two. Right, okay, here we go. Uh... <laughs> okay. I went to work to win a car but found a dirty book in the garden. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. I went to work to win a car, but I found a dirty book in the garden. No, I'm not sure what I was doing with my eyes. <laughs> garden. Okay, one more, one more go at sentence number two. Right. White bread, black bra. I went to work to win a car, but found a dirty book in the garden. Okay. and it's an then intri- It's an intriguing sentence, that one, isn't it? Because yeah. You think you just didn't bother going to work at all after you found the dirty book. <laughs> don't look. Don't think too much about the the sense of the sentence. Right. No. Just so, just say it. Do the right. sentence number go. three. Sentence number three. Right. Here we go. White bread, black bra. A tutor who tooted a flute tried to tutor two tutors to toot. Said the two to their tutor, "Is it harder to toot or to 
tutor to tutors to toot. <laughs> it's really quite poor. Okay, one more one more go at sentence number three, and then right. I'll rate, then I'll rate your accent. Right, a tutor who tooted a flute tried to tutor two tutors to toot. Said the two to their tutor, "Is it harder to toot or to tutor two tutors to toot?" <laughs> Oh, that's really very bad. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> right, I'm going to write a number down now. Okay. And that will be your score out of 10, but we won't reveal it until after I've done my accent attack. Okay, so um, it's out of 10. Okay. Right. And I'm going to give you. Oh, I thought I, I, I tried my hardest. You did? No, full full marks for effort. Thanks, mate. But this, I'm not marking you on effort. Right. Okay. Okay, so what accent have you got for me? Presumably it's a regional English accent. Uh, no, I've gone for Northern Irish. Oh, no. Uh, and I've only got the one sentence. Uh, in future weeks, I'll, I'll... Okay, fine. You having given me those three, I will raise the bar for future weeks. Okay. Going, you know, where you're going. But uh, I've just got the one. Uh, there it is. Okay. So, okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go in cold first because right. I, like you, have a particular phrase that goes. Northern Irish I find much more difficult than um, Southern Irish. Oh yeah, it is much more difficult. Um, okay, uh, this is try saying how now brown cow in. in yeah, yeah, Irish but I'm going to go into it cold because you've actually put that word in the beginning of the okay. sentence. How now you brown cow? Right. I didn't go into it cold. I'd like to... <laughs> <laughs> That's South African. <laughs> I'd like to... Right. Get me, get, get me started. Do you want me to do an yeah. Irish accent? Yeah. Say, hi, now, Brian Kai. Hi, now, Brian Kai. <laughs> I'd like to pay now. Is there a discount if I pay in cash, please? <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> I immediately went Scottish. Hi, now, Brian Kai. That's Scottish, it's isn't Scot- it? Scottish again. Hi now, Brian Kai. Say Kai rather I'd than like cow. to pay now. Is there a discount if I pay <laughs> gas, please? This <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> right, one more go. Yeah, you can shove your tutors, can't Shouldn't you? Shouldn't be Shouldn't be Jerry Adams. I would like to pay now. Is there a discount if I pay in cash, please? <laughs> You've got Scott. I can't. I can't hold the Northern Irish. Oh God! So I try and do it in Southern Irish. <laughs> I'd like to pay now. Is there a discount if I pay in cash, please? That's not far off, is it? No, that's. that's I was Southern trying to push Irish. it. That's fine. A bit. I mean, that was. I'd I mean, like to pay now. Is there a discount if I pay in cash, please? That sounds like you're about to go on a, a journey with Frodo Baggins. That sounds a bit like. Well, I made a promise, Mister Bilbo. <laughs> I'd like to pay now. Is there a discount if I pay in cash, please? That's it. That's as good as it gets. So um, you're not going to write my score down, but you can say it out loud and it will be recorded in history. What are you going to give me for that? I mean, I think that was a complete failure. Okay. Um, (laughs) Sarge. Well, well, in that you completely abandoned it. You had four goes, you went Scottish each time, and then just did a different accent, which is Southern Irish. No, but my Southern Irish was was pushing northern as I went through it. It's not very northern. Okay, just score it. Two. Oh, come on. That's a two. That's a two. It was a complete failure. 
Right, well, you got scored five and a half for your South African. Well, I felt vindicated in my two then, because I thought my South African was easy. Your South African was very poor. It was north of six. It was definitely not. Look, Northern um, Irish, Northern Hi now, Brian Kai. I, I would like to pay now. Is there a discount if I pay in cash, please? Yeah, it's not great. It's Yeah, but it's better than the two. Yeah, that's true. It is better. <laughs> Um, okay, but save, save. I'll save that for you, um, oh, but man. you might have a different sentence. Maybe a couple of sentences next time. Okay. Do you think if you'd had more sentences, you'd have been able to master it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Will gets a point. Thanks, mate. One point. You're welcome, mate. Um, Tom, languishing at the bottom of the table with no points. Oh, dear. That's sad. This week's podcast is sponsored by Bum Currents. <laughs> okay, do it again. Go again. <laughs> 36. <laughs> <laughs> this toilet humour is such a base humour. Go on. This week's podcast is sponsored by Bum Currents. Bum Currants is a new energy snack that are designed to pep you up when you're feeling bummed out. With their fizzy, yet chewy, yet crunchy, yet slimy texture, just a handful of Bum Currants will get you raring to go once more. All ingredients involve at least three industrial processes, meaning that Bum Currants last forever, and can even pass through the human system and be used again. So next time you're feeling bummed, reach for your Bum Currants. Well, <laughs> that's that's a great way to enter a new segment. Just just say that, and then look expectantly at me as if to say, "Well, I've done my job." <laughs> I can't, I can't I've filled the dead air. I, I can't do all the heavy lifting here, pal. Join in. Uh, well, what a sponsor, Bum Currents. Bum Currents, yeah. I've got a strong suspicion the pile of sick in the co-op car park may be full of Bum Currents. That's probably true, isn't it? That's someone who's overloaded on the Bum Currents. You don't want too many. They are very filling. <laughs> so uh, uh, next up is a, a feature that uh, I'm calling Creative Challenge. Oh, right. Well, we've, well, we've been kind of doing these uh, in the last few pods, but uh, we haven't actually given them a name. Uh, I'm is, this calling... gonna, is this going to be a new and regular feature of the pod? I'd possibly, yeah. Depending <laughs> on how it goes. Uh, creative Challenge is I mean, its a working title. I've got three others here. So I've gone for Imagine Attack. Nice. Mind Bombs. Yeah. You can have, I mean, I think you can have a nice, a nice uh, little um, jingle for that. <laughs> Mind Bombs. Like Brilliant. That. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Or Brain Piss. <laughs> yeah, brain piddle. Yeah, I think either of those three. So uh, today's creative challenge uh, is we've we've challenged each other to uh, come up with a board game. Oh yes, we have. Yeah, is that news to you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well done. I will work. I'll work through it like the consummate professional that I am. Shall I go first? Please do. <laughs> so my favourite board games as a child were uh, the quite intricate ones that had lots of pieces. Okay. And normally we had to build something. So I was a big fan of Mousetrap. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and then there was another one. It was, it was, I can't remember what it was called now. It was a haunted house thing uh, where you dropped luminous skulls down the chimney and they could knock over your pieces and, and kill them. That sounds 
brilliant. It was brilliant, and I sh- and I could easily have looked it up, but I didn't. So. <laughs> someone, someone email in. I'm sure someone will have played it. Um, uh, and also, uh, I mean, uh, also an early adopter of Hero Quest. Oh, Hero Quest. Which I guess, it, I mean, it, that's still a board game, isn't it? Although it was just. I don't kind know. Of, well, it, you had it a must board. be. You had a board, didn't you? And you rolled dice. Oh, I see what you mean. You, I, I thought you were questioning whether it still existed. Oh I, no, I don't think it does still exist. I must do. I don't think it does. Yeah. Okay, well, well, okay. We'll, we'll agree to disagree there. As as most of those games uh, were, uh, there was more fun to play around with the pieces than it was to actually play the real game. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else. You just build the mouse trap and then try and set it off. And so, can I just say at this point? I just interject, Will. The mouse trap game was universally rubbish, wasn't it? Because you'd spend quite a while building the mouse trap. Yeah. And then you'd play the game, and finally, painfully, you'd get to the exciting bit, which was setting off the mousetrap, and then it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. (laughs) The boot would miss the thing, or the bloke would dive off the board, and he wouldn't set off the thing. You'd just go, doing this last hour and a half. (laughs) Waste of time. Waste of my life. Yeah. But um, anyway, so I've designed a board game which has a similar sort of theme of intricate pieces and building things as you go along. Okay. It's called Towering in Fun O. Oh, I see what you've done there. Like the Towering Inferno, but Towering in Fun, comma, O. O-H exclamation mark. That's right, yeah. Towering in Fun O. And uh, what this board game does is it teaches preteens about the perils of the workplace. Right. In a fun, light-hearted environment. Okay. The idea is that as you go around the board, you build an office block as you go. Okay. Floor by floor. And as you get promoted, you, you... Put on another layer of your of your office block. You see, getting promoted up each level, and you you start down in the mail room, and you have to you know negotiate the right wing politics of the coarse older employees who have some questionable views about immigration, despite having a broad multi ethnic uh, makeup themselves. Uh, and if you land on a hazard square, you have to explain to Kevin why his joke was inappropriate without him knocking your teeth down into your throat. Um. <laughs> and the game also comes with a squirt gun filled with sweat that you, you can squirt liberally around in order to simulate uh, honest toil. Right, okay. But if you get out of the, mo- the mailroom, you get promoted up to uh, an unpaid internship. Okay. And here the hazard squares mean making informed decisions on workplace attire, like when it's appropriate to wear a brown suit, how much jewellery is too much jewellery. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the internship floor, you get invited to the office Christmas party where all players have to photocopy their bottoms and do three shots of rum. Lovely. That makes it fun, doesn't it? Lovely stuff. Um, eventually, uh, after 12 or 13 rounds, uh, I'm, I'm thinking roughly about three hours of playing time. Okay. Uh, you reach the middle manager status. Uh, now all the other players hate you, and your playing piece gets turned into an Audi A3. <laughs> and uh, well, if multiple players reach middle manager status at the same time, they roll a dice to see who stabs who in the back, and which player develops workplace anxiety. And has to sit out three rounds while they while they uh, cry in the toilets. Okay, <clears throat> and then finally you reach the top layer of the tower and you become the boss. And before you can win the game, you have to complete three challenges. You have a two-hour lunch while wearing a big tie, uh, go on a fact-finding mission for a week in Valdezere, and then you have to have an affair with an underling who you then fire after planting marijuana in their cubicle. <laughs> and, that's and you it. have to achieve those goals before you win. <clears throat> that's right. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's it's a game, but it's also just training for real life. Yeah, and those are things that both you and I have had to, you know, my in my profession of teaching and your profession of furniture sales, those things happen a lot, don't they? Yeah, that's basically you just described my life from age 
23 yeah. to 33. I don't think you could play it because I think you'd get PTSD. Yeah, I can't go back. No. Can't look back. So that's um, Towering in Fun O. Towering in Fun O. So I just, let me just clarify some points on there. Yeah. Um, do you, what do you do? You physically build this office block as you it go. Yeah, so I'm. I think it's going to come with close to a thousand pieces, okay. <laughs> and you have to spend painstaking hours building a physical tower in, on your kitchen table. And I can imagine the sort of middle, the sort of last third of the floors will be the the hardest to get through. That's right. When you're making decisions about what sort of carpet tiles to order, um, yeah. when you're negotiating rates with the yeah. water suppliers. And and three quarters of the way up, there is a there is a glass ceiling, and, and all female players can't go any higher than that. Very oh, oh, good satire. That very is satire. very good. We um, love that. That's this week's satire. So we um, just yeah, just make a note on that. Uh, Forty four minutes in. Right. Um, what's the age range for your game? I think you can introduce it as early as three. Yeah, and then go all the way up to four or five. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably anyone older than five would get really sick of it <laughs> quite quickly. Uh, recommended retail price? Uh, well, it's going to have a thousand pieces and you're going to build an office block, so I think it's going to be north of 250 quid. Oh, blimey. I mean, that's that's within the range of some three year olds. Some? Not all. Not all. But I want it to be an exclusive game that only, you know, I don't want the hoi polloi to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Only elitist it's babies. A, it's a niche game. <laughs> it's a niche game, but when you when you're selling them for two hundred and fifty quid a, a pop, I mean, you're going to meet your overheads very quickly. Absolutely. You're can you just desc- well? Can you describe to us the um, picture on the front of the box of your game in Funo? Yeah, four five year olds dressed in suits, right? Uh, drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, <laughs> surrounding this this tower block, uh, and all of them angrily shouting at each other. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Sounds like a great game and mm. really sort of echoing those great games that we loved from the past. Mm. Like Boggle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there we go. There's mine. What's what's yours, Tommy? Very creative, Will. Um, my game also echoes um, a game that I loved in childhood, okay. which was the game of Battleships. Oh, lovely. Ships, sorry. Um, <laughs> my game is called Pink finger. Oh, <laughs> Wait, because I haven't said it yet, so don't despair. It's quite sim- It's quite a simple game. Oh, did you learn this at boarding school? <laughs> um, right. So let me describe it to you yep. in eloquent detail. Yeah, um, Each player has a board in front of them, and laid on top of that board is a twelve by twelve sheet of bubble wrap. Okay. So essentially you've got 144 crisp bubbles in front of you. Okay, I see. Each one with a marker on it. Um, underneath one, underneath 10 of those bubbles... All right, I'm trying to picture it in my mind. Okay. So 10 yeah. of the 144 yeah. is a very sharp pin. Right. <laughs> I think <laughs> you can see, see where, where I'm going with this one. Yeah, okay. Um, the players then take it in turns <laughs> to request a bu- particular bubble... Yeah. For um, their opposition. Oh, for their opposition. You don't select. You don't select your own bubble. You select no, the, you the select bubble. your opposition's bubble. Right. And the opposition then pops the bubble with a firm <laughs> and decisive pop. That's, that's appalling. You roll the dice, 
What's the dice for? The dice is to see how many bubbles your opposition has to pop per oh, go. Oh, right. So, so remember, there's 144 bubbles on here. If you did it one at a time, it would be a slow game. Yeah. So I you, want this to be fast-paced. You want to get to the pain quickly. Exactly. The winner is essentially the person that hasn't pink-fingered themselves ten times. So once you've pink-fingered every one of your fingers and thumbs, you lose the game. Oh, because there are ten pins underneath. Exactly. Yeah, it's not just one pin. You're no. going to find all ten. You're going to get pink-fingered ten times. So once you've pink-fingered one of your fingers, you have to start using a different finger. Yeah, so for example, I would start using my little finger on my right hand. When I finally hit one of the pins, I would move on to I see. another finger. Um, I I think that is truly disturbing. and <laughs> I think that's the product of a warped mind. <laughs> What is wrong with you? I just felt that battleships didn't have enough jeopardy in it. <laughs> it was either that or have a game of battleships where they actually sank ships. Yeah, exactly. That's just the Second World War. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um, um, well, I mean, oh dear. Would, I mean, you I play, can, I, would, would you play that game? Who would you play it with? I can see that being the sort of game that drunk people would play after a night out. Exactly. Park. You get home and you have a game of ping finger. There you go. There you go, Dave. I've had too much. I tell you what, should we watch a video? Yes, yeah, watch Rocky. No, no, actually, I got I got pink finger in the cupboard. Get pink finger. Oh yeah, yeah let's have a game of pink finger. Oh dear, it's, it's making me feel anxious just thinking about it. It's not a nice game. I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night with indigestion thinking about pink finger. The bubble wrap, by the way, is black or blue. Or possibly red. So you can't see the pin. So you can't see the pin underneath. I see. Right. And also, the pins change position. Right. So you can't learn the position of the pins. No. Because otherwise it would be pointless. Or pointful. No. no. Thank you very much. Um, So my age range on that game, um, 2 to 99. Fun for all the family. Exactly. Anyone anyone can play it. Just don't get a baby to play it. Because that would be inappropriate. Well. Once they hit two. Buy it for a younger child, but if a baby has access to it, I've got no problem with that. It's a bit like if you buy like your your godchild like a, a a bottle of nice port to lay down, you might get them for it as a christening present. Pink finger, yeah. <laughs> so when you're old enough, Sonny, <laughs> you play pink finger. Have a slug of vintage port and a game of pink finger with your godfather. <laughs> Recommended retail price three pounds. I mean, I, at that rate. They're going to fly off the shelves, I think. Exactly, and it's 300% profit for me. Because <laughs> it costs nothing. It costs pain. literally nothing to Other make. people's pain costs you nothing. <laughs> um, but fuels my dark heart. <laughs> really, so, honestly, I think... I've, I'm going to give you a rating for your game, Will. My view of you has changed. <laughs> has it? Over that. Um, I'm going to give your game a rating out of 10. Are you? Okay. Um... I'm just going to say, I don't need to write it down this week. Inferno, is that it? Towering Inferno. Towering Inferno. Exclamation mark. I'm going to give it a very well-rounded 8 out of 10. Thanks, mate. I was quite pleased with it. What are you, what are you going to give Pinkfinger? Although I do think it's devilish, I also think it's devilishly clever. I'm going to give that a 9. I think that's Really? Good. Yeah, I think it's good. Well, think, thanks, mate. I think that's ingenious. One point each. And I actually... I actually think people would buy that. <laughs> I genuinely think people would buy that. Um, you think I should actually 
work up a prototype and head to the Dragon's Den. It's not going to take much, is it? <laughs> some drawing <laughs> pins. <laughs> Just colour in some bubble wrap. Colour in some bubble wrap and off you go. The, the, the brilliance of the game as well is that I can sell um, sheet bubble wrap yeah. to players ad infinitum. Just as refills. Exactly. Yeah. Pop down to your local WH Smith. Um, there is perhaps a danger that people would just buy their own bubble wrap. Yeah, that's true. You'd have to make it some sort of speciality bubble wrap in some way. You'd have to do something to it to make sure people wouldn't just get it. You're absolutely right, Will. We need to think more about this. If you've got any great ideas to make my bubble wrap um, uncopyable, then please tweet us at shuttlepod4. It's quite a niche tweet, that, isn't it? (laughs) You never know. You never know. Right, I've got a, I've got an odd one out for you now, Tommy. Oh, oh, how we're we doing with odd ones out, are we? Yeah. Oh odd God. So. Oh goodness. <laughs> Hit me with them. So I've got here six car names. Six. Six car names, four of which are real. Okay. Two of which I made up. Okay. Okay. You ready? I am ready. So the number one uh, car is the Nissan Homey Superlong. Can you spell it for me, please? Nissan, like Nissan. <laughs> Homey, H-O-M-Y, and then and <laughs> super long. Yeah, you don't spell that for me. And that's a that's a kind of camper van, the Nissan Homey super long. Okay. Number two, the Daihatsu Naked. Right. So cool because it didn't come with any particular features. It's very basic. So they called it the Naked. Okay. Number three, the Kia Wonderbra. Now, it's actually supposed to be pronounced Wunderbro. Because <laughs> it was a German model. But they they spelt it Wunderbra. Can, <laughs> can you spell it for me? It's Wunderbra. Well, as in W Wunderbra, yeah. Wunderbra. But they didn't realise that that was a thing. Because in Germany, Wunderbro means off-road. And they didn't realise that Wonderbra. <laughs> it's an off-roader. Okay, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Okay. Uh, number what are we on? Number four. Four. The Mazda Carol Me Lady. So it's it's to be fair, the the model is the Mazda Carol. Okay. It was a specific. Uh, uh, sort of fit out you could have to your Mazda Carol, which was the Me Lady. So just um, spell Carol for me, please. Like the name Carol. Really? Yeah, the Mazda Carol. And then I don't know, I don't know how you would punctuate it, but Me Lady being the specific uh, sort of M I L A D Y. Or... Uh, no, the word Me and the word Lady. Oh, really? <laughs> Mazda Carol, Me Lady. Uh, okay. That was back in the days when cars were specifically marketed to women, and they thought that women probably wanted a car. It wasn't the It wasn't the Melody, was it? Carol me lady. No, Melody. What? Have you mistranscribed it? Oh, I see. No, <laughs> Melody and me lady. No, it was a me lady. Okay. Okay, that was number four. That was number four. Number five, the Suzuki Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an electric two-seater. Has it got an extremely long nose on it? No. And you sit on two sort of spherical cabins on either side no, of the long snout. I don't think it was called that because it looked like one. <laughs> I think they were, they were short and stubby, actually. I love that. <laughs> and the sixth one is the Mitsubishi Urban Sandal. 
which was a, a cool kind of uh, sports utility vehicle. Urban... The Urban Sandal. S-A-N-D-A-L. That's right. Oh, my word. Yeah. This is a tricky one. <laughs> talk, talk me through your thinking. Well, so so initially, I immediately ruled out the Nissan Homey because I thought that was a very poor attempt for you to, to trick me. Right. But then the Daihatsu Naked, which I immediately ruled out as being a real car. Then the Kia Wonderbra, which, of course, can't possibly be real. The Mazda Carol Milady, I think that that's real. I'm going to say that's real. Okay. So I'm I'm got to spot the two odd ones out. The Suzuki Dong, <laughs> the Suzuki Dong, Suzuki Japanese are they? Well, to be yeah, all of these cars are. They're not all Japanese. They're uh, but they are all from far eastern. They're all from the east. Yeah. Well, I know where most of these manufacturers are from. Will, but the Suzuki, I'm asking, that's a Japanese one, isn't it? It's not yeah, Korean because yeah. no, Dong it's... doesn't sounds more like a Chinese or a Korean word than it does a Japanese word. But don't argue with me. Argue with Suzuki. I'm going to say that's real. Okay. It's so brilliant. I want it to be real. <laughs> um, the urban sandal. It's ridiculous, but I, that's exactly the sort of thing that would come out of your mind. So I'm going to say the naked is real. Okay. I'm going to say the homie is real. I'm going to say that the wonder bra is not real. <laughs> and the urban... No, I'm going to say that... Yeah, I'm going to say the Urban Sandal is not real. So the two you're going for made up with are Wonderbra and the Urban Sandal? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You've got one out of two. Okay. The Kia Wonderbra was made up Yeah. Me. <laughs> I thought I had you convinced with the Wonderbra. I do. I mean, I know German and I know that doesn't mean off <laughs> I think I think that was, I gilded the lily. I tried to convince you of that. Uh, but the Mitsubishi Urban Sandal is a car. Okay, that that's believable. That's yeah. okay. So, so go on, hit me with the one that you caught me out on. The one I caught you out with was the Suzuki Dong. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You wanted that to be real. I you? really desperately wanted the Suzuki <laughs> Dong to be real. Oh man! <laughs> so, I got one out of two, so I didn't get a point for that, did I? Uh, no. Do no. I get a point? You get a point, I don't get a point. Do we not split the points because you got one and I got I got one past you? I think it's one point each. Well, I haven't done an odd one out, so... Yeah, that's fine. But I think on an odd one out, if I get two past you, then I get two points. And Okay, yeah, that's fine. I think we score it that way. So we're still equal. We're neck yeah. and neck. God. I think the interesting thing about this is that we've started scoring in this podcast, which is podcast number eight. Yeah. We haven't done it before. And we've given the listeners absolutely no... No warning. <laughs> no introduction to that at all. We we've also had no structure. So no. the structure's changed almost irrevocably now. Yeah. Um, none of this is going to be making sense to anyone, is it? I don't think so, but, I, you know... If you're sitting in a room weeping um, with sadness because you just don't know what's going on, we apologise. It will get better. I think there are probably some people who are still hoping that the guest contributors come back. <laughs> yeah, not many people. Since the Italian Americans, I think that most people will be glad that they're they're never returning. Um, oh, okay, right. Uh, time for for this week's uh, top ten. Top ten, and we've changed it up a little bit this uh, week. We have listeners. Yeah. 
So we've got, um, this week we're doing top 10 excuses for not attending a relative's birthday party. Yes, so how we're gonna we're gonna score each other on this again to see who who's done the best top ten. Um, how are we gonna do it? Are we gonna do a list each, or do you want to alternate countdowns? I think what we do is we each we alternate and and we do it uh, entry by entry on who's got the best one. Okay, so yeah, so, so there will be a score at the end of it. It might be six four, it might be five all. I understand how to divide three, ten four, between two. Yes, eight two, nine one. <laughs> 10 nil or 0-10. <laughs> love. Should yeah. we say love? Yeah, why not? Because why wouldn't we say love? Yeah, it's a nice thing. Everyone likes love. <laughs> Shall I start? You go. Right, so we're doing top 10 excuses yeah. for not going to a relative's birthday party. Yeah. And just a little bit of context before we get going on this. Um, it's quite a close relative. So it's someone that, someone that you would expect it to be go, be going to their birthday party. Yeah, and I've 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 got a, like some of mine are things that you would say if they invited you verbally. Some are things that you would say having not turned up and then giving an excuse. So okay, that's fine. Um, so my first one, very simple. So ten, we we'll go backwards. Okay, because um, we're making it up as we go along. My very first one is simply trapped gas. <laughs> I mean, trapped gas is. Do you just say trap gas? Exactly. I don't want to be any more specific than that. And is this is this they say, will you come to my birthday party tomorrow? Or is it saying, why didn't you come to my birthday party? Either works. Trap gas. They say, well, you say it to me then. Imagine you're my Auntie Gladys. Please, will you come to my birthday party next Saturday? That's not what my Auntie Gladys sounds like. Hello. Yeah, will you it. come to my birthday party next Saturday? I'm really sorry. I can't. I've got trapped gas. I think it works better after the after the, the fact rather than before. Try that then. Why didn't you come to my birthday party, you bozo? I'm really sorry, Auntie Gladys. I had trapped gas. Yeah, I, did, I can see that working. Okay. Uh, my my first entry is, I'm scared of bees. And you just say that. I'm okay. scared of bees. Okay. And if they say, there weren't any bees, then you just say... I think we both know that's not true. <laughs> that's good, but you hadn't written that down, so you, you... can't. You can't guarantee there are no bees. So <laughs> they're always going to be. It's like bees. nuts. It's like yeah. a nut allergy. It's not. There wouldn't even have to be bees it, at the party. If there was bee dust, yeah, anywhere, then you, that would have set you off. You could have encountered bees on the way to the party. Exactly. I mean, unless you could have had a... you could have had bees near you yesterday. Yeah. And that would have been enough, right? Yeah, because I'm scared of bees. Um, who won that one? I don't know. I think it might be a tie. That's pretty poor, isn't it? Let's give it a tie. Both like poor. I thought, I thought they were both quite good. Num- uh, okay, second entry. Shall I go first this time? Yes, please. Yeah, so uh, my second excuse for not attending a relative's birthday party, I'm already drunk. Yeah. Just say, I'm, just, I'm drunk right now. My number nine is washing my hairs. I like the hairs because it, you could be washing the hairs on your body or you could be washing a collection of hairs. Exactly. I breed hairs. You breed hairs and you have to give them a wash because they're filthy. Bags. The hairs and, and the leverets. <laughs> I'm washing my hairs and leverets. I'm washing my... A little bit of leverety. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you yours. Thank you. Mine was weak. Uh, so my number eight yeah. excuse 
is, um, I'm sorry I can't come, I'm waiting for the hyperbaric chamber man to come, slash, my hyperbaric chamber is on the fritz again. Remind me of what a hyperbaric chamber is. It's a de- it's a decompression chamber ah. that you go into. It has um, strictly controlled oxygen and nitrogen levels. That's right, yeah. Um, and it essentially repressurizes your blood um, gas levels. Right, okay. Michael Jackson purportedly used to sleep in one. Right. I mean, that's... That's a good excuse, isn't it? I mean, That's a pretty say, good excuse. What do you say to someone who says that? There's no comeback, really. Exactly, because you would imagine trying to get a hyperbaric chamber technician out would be yeah. difficult in the first instance. You're going to have to get a plumber, isn't it? So. Exactly. Exactly. So that's well, my number eight. More, what, what's yours? A bit more Northern Irish there from you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, my, my next excuse is I can't find my shoes. Yeah, I'll give that to me, please. Oh, me, all right. Can't find my shoes. Well, my my children quite often give that excuse. Yeah, but they don't want to go somewhere. Um, okay, so uh, we're on seven. to number seven. Uh, I've got my car's gone inside out. Yeah, quite like that. Just the wheels are on the inside. I can't get there. My car's gone inside out. <laughs> Everything else is on the outside. My number seven is I can't come to your party because at the moment, unfortunately, I'm the subject of a pretty intense slut shaving campaign. <laughs> <laughs> just don't oh, want to no. go out the house because you, you know because no, all your private business has been put on the internet exactly. people are calling you names there's photographers <laughs> I've only got myself to blame well if you're going to pose for photos like that <laughs> you're going to be naive about it <laughs> so, you know, um, it's going to come home to roost what what do we reckon points uh, wise? Uh, it's you again. Thank it's you. you again. Oh dear. <laughs> Number six. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Simple one. This one. Yeah. Hot eggs. <laughs> We've had hot eggs before. In the first, in the very first one, didn't we have something called hot eggs? Yeah. You keep coming back to hot eggs. I know. You're like a comet. And that's why we're consistent. <laughs> That's the that's literally the only consistent thing. Well, I want us to kind of build a catchphrase so when yeah. we start when we bring our merchandise out, yeah, hot eggs, hot eggs will be on the on the t shirts printed on the t shirts. Uh, thinking ahead, large, medium, and small. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I've got the postman has barricaded me in my home. Yeah, I mean that's it, that could happen. It could happen. That's cool about a tie, shall we? That's probably charitable. <laughs> Getting hammered here. Okay, number five. Okay, go for it. I've got a stitch. Okay. That's it. Well, like a medical stitch. Yeah, just like one of those pains that you get when you so too much. So, Auntie Gladys comes up and goes, William, yeah. you didn't come to my birthday. Why like, not? I've got a stitch. No, I had a stitch either. I've got I've, one. Got, I've, still, yeah. I've still got it right now. Okay. Um, my number five... Um, excuse yeah. for not going to a relative's birthday party. The recent discovery of a cock in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you again. <laughs> oh, man. Right, I'm going to up my game for next week. Okay. I really just threw these together. <laughs> 
Do you want to keep going? Yeah, yeah, come on. Number four is me, is it? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, a little bit of phlegm there. Number four for me, I can't come to your party. I've been selected for the England men's over 35s Octopush squad. <laughs> Octopush again. I remember Octopush coming up before. See, I'm just building themes. Oh, like a broken record. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? Uh, I've got, uh, I got lost on the way there and ended up in a hole. That can happen to anyone, can't it? Yeah. I'm going to give it to me. <laughs> I thought I'd... Oh, I think that's your best one yet, but it's still weak. <laughs> <laughs> I liked I'm scared of bees and I can't find my shoes. Anyway, there we are. Uh, next one, I've got... Um, I couldn't come to a party because I put my pants on backwards and now I can't stand up. Yeah, quite good. Quite yeah. like that. Didn't make me laugh, obviously, but um, no, well, we're, working with, we're working with different expectations. Yeah. <laughs> well, are we on number three? I think so, yeah. This is my third best excuse for not attending a relative's birthday party. I swapped bodies with Jeremy Hunt after using a bewitched phone box in Penge. <laughs> That's specific, isn't it? That is specific. Uh, I actually think mine's better. Okay, you, we better had to give you one. Yeah. That's your point. Thank you. Number nine? Number nine. Or number one, two, whichever we're doing. Number two. One of the Teletubbies is being hung live on Channel 5. <laughs> and I wouldn't want to miss that. You wouldn't, actually, would you? Okay. Uh, I've simply put, there's a bear outside. There's a bear outside. There's a bear outside. Yeah, simple, eloquent. You can have that. If there's a bear outside, I mean, what are you going to do? Um, so, this is my best excuse. Yeah. So, obviously, the one I'd use most often for yeah. trying to get out of a relative's birthday party. Um, just been awarded the contract to rebuild the Death Star, and I have to get the planning application in. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? I've just put, grow up. <laughs> Will gets the point. Thank you. So Will, out of those top tens, got one, two, three points, and I got one, two, three, four, five. Um, Hang on. Did we split? We split two. Well, I think you still get the half points then, don't you? No, I just get one point for winning the game, I think. Well, yeah. But you still, you should add up to ten, I think. Yeah, it does. Well, you said I got three and you got five. Yeah, and there was two splits. Well, if you got two halves of each, then I got four and you got six. Oh, I see. Come on. I see what you're doing. I'm doing it like the Ryder Cup. You've got yourself stuck, haven't you, on adding up to ten, when literally no one, not even yourself, cares that much. (laughs) I just want to do things properly. So who? So I get the point. You get the point for the run. game. Yeah. Well, listeners, this really has been a roller coaster of fun, hasn't it? Um, but unfortunately, we've come to um, the end. We've come to a shuddering halt. We have. We've run out of material. We've run week. out of pre-prepared material. But it does bring us quite neatly onto the scores. Lovely. So the scores will. This week, for podcast number eight, yeah. bearing in mind this is the first time we've done this, um, <laughs> Will, you scored two points. Congratulations. Lovely. Thanks very much. And I scored three points. Ah, oh, well. So I take the first round. Fair enough. The better man won. And what's my prize, Will? Uh, your prize is a hug from me. Yep. And uh, a, a set of towering in fun O. Excellent. And an alcohol-free Heineken. Lovely stuff. And a dirty, great sack of crunchy nut cornflakes. <laughs> I saw the gears in your mind. 
I uh, pulled it back from the precipice. You did. I thought, oh, he's going to ruin the pod by saying something <laughs> awful right at the, right at the death. Um, so what can we tell the listeners they've got to look forward to next week? More of the same. I thought that was winning. Yeah, I think we, I think we really struck on something beautiful there. Um, do tweet us with your feedback. Um, write to us on the email address, which is... It's been, it's been up and down, isn't it? I think that was the best one yet. I think that was I think that was a good pod. Even if you do so, so yourself. Yeah, but I think number seven, our previous one, was probably the worst one. I think you're right. So so we're not consistent at the moment, are we? We're not, but if, if listeners made it through number seven and to number eight, I think they've, they've, they've had a treat. They've had a reward, in a way. They have. It's almost like a test, isn't it? For being persistent. Yeah, so next week we'll be announcing the launch of our merchandise range. Yeah, absolutely, and also our cruise liner. <laughs> We're launching a cruise liner. We're com- Will commissioned a cruise liner after episode number two yeah. because he was so sure. Um... We, uh, Tom's knocked his cup off the settee. Well done. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've commissioned a cruise liner, but we couldn't afford any crew. So what we're doing is we're launching it and it's just going to float around in the English Channel, unmanned, yeah. being a hazard. Being pushed back by the French authorities when it goes yeah. too far towards oh, there. Here comes the cruise liner again. The, the shuttle pod cruise liner. back. Gets the tugs out. It's accent attack again, isn't it? It's very poor though, isn't it? That was both my French and my Belgian. Will that endure that... Um... Will accent attack endure, do you think? I think so. I think I enjoyed that. You enjoyed it tremendously, didn't you? Whereas I felt humiliated and belittled I'm, I'm by it. I'm going to give you something easy. I'm going to give you a Farnham accent. To be, to be <laughs> fair, Northern Irish is one of my weakest British regional accents. Well, um, nearly everything else I could probably pass as a local. We will, we will see the truth of that in the coming weeks. As long as it's not Southern Irish, <laughs> anywhere south of Birmingham yeah. or north of Wolverhampton. Right. Basically that corridor, that Midlands Dudley. corridor. Dudley. Dudley. Right, have a wonderful week, and we shall see you back here at this time in our the, the year of our Lord, 2019. Next time on... Shuttle Pods! That was very poor, wasn't it? I thought it was really good. Did you? Yeah, I thought it was genuinely fun.